Hello and welcome to the Over Under Achievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I am your host, Alex McGoy. Join me as always, someone who regrets every good thing he's ever said about the White Lotus. It's Jason Waterfall. <laughs> I don't regret it all. The end of it. You episode. do a little bit. No, you do a little bit. The show's great. Did I get absolutely stunned mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of episode four? I did. Yeah. This is uh, so. This is a very niche topic to intro with, but I do not care. This is an HBO television show by Mike White. Uh, it stars. Um, Connie Britton, it starts Steve Zahn. Um, I'm just going to read the listeners your text exchange in our Over Underachievers thread <laughs> because you say, I don't have a time uh, stamp, but I believe it's. Um, you can scroll to the. You can like drag the screen over and it'll show you timestamps. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Oh, you're right. 2021 okay. iPhone. Yeah, fun, man. Huh? Wow. I feel like the old man now. Uh, 9 41 p.m. The White Lotus. This is Jason Waterfalls. The White Lotus time. Best all around show ever through three apps. And then uh, 1046, a mere hour later, Welp, there's a dude eating dude a word (laughs) scene. Pause my reviews for now. (laughs) Care to comment, Jason, on dude eating dude a word scene? I just had to process it. It was jarring. Uh Uh-huh. We had saw some dangles. Yeah. Uh In a previous episode. Mm Mm-hmm. This is full screen. Let's just put it that way. It was. It was. Um, I, I don't want to say a lesser person, like a, a, a worse comedian would say it was a tasteful um, scene, you oh, know, wow. pun intended, but I'm not going to do that. I will say this show, uh, Righteous Gemstones kind of started this of like, I love the show, but they at a certain point mid season run, they started average like, um, I don't know three and a half dongs per episode, you know, it just, the pace was unsustainable. And so I think we're four episodes into the white Lotus and we've seen Steve's Zahn's uh, pork and beans. We've seen his son um, pleasuring himself on a beach. And now we've seen uh, the hotel concierge manager guy uh, doing this. One of his employees. I'm just saying it feels a little like visually unsustainable. All of this stuff happening in concert with each other. This, this just caught me off guard. I knew they were going to be doing an activity this being the specific activity, yeah, was you know I just had I just needed time to process. Well, here's what I will tell you: um, uh, when you're you're a flight of the Concords enthusiast, when a New Zealand man tells you that he gets very uninhibited after he drinks and takes pills, and you just <laughs> see him drink and take pills, I mean, you know, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? But let me, folks, we don't do this. We don't normally do this this early. Um, but I'm going to say, Jason. Uh, we have two episodes left of The White Lotus. Um, uh, is my understanding. Six episodes, yes. One and a half genitalia-centric uh, scenes left in the run of the show. Are you taking the over or the under? It's got to be the under. If it's one and a half, I mean, I'm hoping two more eps after yep. this. I know what you're hoping, but what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping for no more nudity, male yeah. or female, sure. for the record. I think the show stands without it. But Big uh, Puritan guy over here, huh? Interesting. No, no. no I think I just I think <laughs> the balance has been fine. Yeah, I think that equality in this series, um, big forgetting Sarah Marshall guy yeah. over here. I feel like you need to explain that. Bill Hader's best movie to date. God, it really is. You're not wrong. Skeleton Twins and this, I think I'd put them like hand in hand together. Forgetting Sarah Marshall's better. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mean to get into like movie theory here this early, but um, I talked about I saw The Green Knight. Um, don't see that. That's a movie you would not like, I can promise you. But there's a scene where there's some uh, hand to dong contact. 
and then they show this is body two fluids. podcasts now that you're talking about this. I know. <laughs> Look, I think this it is seems fascinating. like you want to talk about it. No, honestly, I tried to talk about it on the other one, and no one wanted to engage with me. I don't know why, but like, I just like <laughs> I just feel like I need I need my space to talk about this. I think we're going to get more stuff like that because I think we're not scandalized anymore. So yes. there has to be things that scandalize us to get a reaction because we're so immune to like you know just straight vanilla happy days nudity. Yeah, and I'm not just trying to you know I, I don't think nudity needs to happen almost yeah. anytime, but if that's what the artist and the team want to do, then, sure. then that's what they want to do. Uh, this one just caught me off guard. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happened in, it happened in an episode of girls as well. Yeah. And needless to say, I didn't think it was necessary then. And I don't think it's necessary now. However, they won. Yeah. It, it's done. It's stunned me. Do you, uh, you big euphoria guy. Do you ever get into no, euphoria? I never watched that one. I would give that a, give that a spin. See what you that's think about that. <laughs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> that is the uh, apex predator of uncomfortable nudity. So uh, buyer beware on that. As always, the over Achievers is a proud member of the Popcast Media Group. And it's a show intending to consider news in the sports world of the prism of overs and unders. Again, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, um, we are coming up for air after NBA Free Agency. Where where's your head at as a I don't know like are you a closeted Pacers fan or just like a casual Pacers fan? I'm a out and active, loud Pacers and proud fan. Pacers fan. How do you yeah. how do you feel like the Pacers did in free agency? Not so great. Yeah, I like their draft Duarte and um, big Duarte guy, big Duarte podcast over here. Honestly, me or you I or did, both? Both of us. I texted you. Congratulations. Okay, good. Did I not? I was like, yeah. Was I mean, still not. So I mean, if, if you know, a little peek behind the curtain. You saying congratulations uh, for something good is is also the exact same set of words and structure that you would say congratulations for something sarcastic. So no, but I said in parentheses. Not, I said in parentheses, not sarcastic. You, Jason, that was clear. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what you would have done if you were being specifically sarcastic. So you're big it salt guys. Let's just say grain of salt. That is, you're not wrong. It is the evolution of new sarcasm. So I get that. Um, can I ask a selfish question really quick? Sure, go ahead. I don't want I don't want to jinx anything, but hypothetically, if you knew someone who had a uh, plus 1,600 boomers bet to win the gold medal. Um, how do you think they should be feeling right now, knowing they're, going, they're facing down um, the, 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 the titan of USA uh, basketball? Do you have a cash-out option? Not yet. I'm still I'm watching. Real close. Real close. I mean, you, you, you believe in this way more than I do, so if you're looking at me, I would cash that out. Hey everybody, this is future editor Knox breaking in to update you on this conversational set piece. So when this was being recorded, I didn't know that later that night, early into the next morning, the Boomers would be playing Team USA. I thought that was going to be a day later. Um, they did not win. They were uh, they had a great first half, I will say that, and then they uh, just kind of got curb stomped. So, you know, I didn't ever get that cash out option. I probably should have taken it if I did, but I probably wouldn't have anyway. Um, but just wanted that as a nice little subtext to the rest of the conversation you know what the difference is though between you and i and what? it's kind of subtle you're clearly uh an aussie at heart a boomer and i, am, I mean I, I think that's on brand for you being a boomer so i would like to be an honorary boomer like if anybody want not like a generational boomer Aust- like an aussie okay. boomer. yeah i don't know <laughs> much was it two grand you put on it uh at a zero and that's kind of where oh that's God. that's where the big boys play you know i don't know what sandbox you're in right now but uh daddy I like down most a lot of bets are like three to five dollars and then on this one you put 20 grand no this one yeah listen this one i got i got spicy and i put 10 on it so uh you know we'll see what happens you know what's been crazy that dame we'll segue here in our first over under dame has looked 
not great. And like the, if you're talking about winners and losers, uh, Dame, loser, Zachary Levine, winner, weirdly. Those words feel weird coming out of my mouth, but he's looked much more productive in this context than Dame has. Well, Dame's a, you know, ball-heavy guard. Um, ball-heavy yeah. like Steve Zahn, am I right? Man, <laughs> maybe three people get that, but the ones who do will love that, I think. White Lotus has I don't know there. if they will love it, but let's put that in quotes and uh, move on. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do, I do think that Dame is, you know, a little bit out of, it, out of his element, which is kind of telling because, you know, we were talking about a few episodes ago, where does Dame go? What's the next move to, for Dame? Uh, all the writing on the wall, the tea leaves... Um, would say that you know he's going to be out of Portland within the next eighteen months. Yeah. So where's he going to go? And then you start to look at stuff like this, and it's just like, I mean, that's going to be part of the experiment with 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 Westbrook and the Lakers as well. Is Westbrook typically operates with the ball in his hand? That's why he yep. didn't do well with Harden or with Beal. Yeah, it's not what Portland would want if they're if they're in, interested in entering the Dame Sweet Six. Now, uh, you mentioned Russell Westbrook, so we'll go ahead and segue into our first over under. Um, he was uh, acquired by the Lakers, obviously. But um, given what they've done in, in free agency, what I want to talk to you about was um, over under about Lakers rotation players with injuries of 10 consecutive games or more this season. And obviously we say this because everyone's made the overworked Twitter joke of how old they are, of you know old people with children trying to show like what um, uh, THT is going to look like looking at the playbook and stuff like that. Um, but I do think there is some merit here because – you know, when you look at, I, I think I saw a graphic. It was LeBron, Marcus Saul, Trevor Reza are all 36. I think Carmel's 37. Dwight Howard's 35. Wayne Ellington's 33. And then Russ, Kim Bazemore uh, are 32. Anthony Davis, 28. But I think in the way he falls to the ground um, and the street closeness of him, he, he's probably easily a 34 in real life. Um, I think if we're thinking about, I really like this team on paper. And I really do think it's it's pretty cleverly put together. Um, but I do think the injury bug is going to be an issue that they're going to battle. So if you're talking about, I just need four players to miss 10 games or more. I'm going over on this. What did you think about it? Yeah. So you're talking, so, so the, the line is three and a half over under number of players that will miss for them, for each player, 10 consecutive games. Yes. I'm going over two. I think that you've said it correctly. And again, back to 82 game season. I don't know that LeBron misses 10 games, but he's had, you know, father time has got to catch up with him eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carmelo's going to miss 10 games. There's one. AD's going to miss 10 games. There's two. See, as we're talking, though, I'm like, man, um, I feel like weirdly Dwight Howard, Westbrook, Carmelo, Ariza, even Gasol, they're weirdly durable, you know? Yeah, Gasol's and, missing 10 games. That was going to be my that was going to be my fourth. I was going to yeah. fill in the, I was going to fill in that third spot with uh, I don't know, could be one of these guys. Gasol's going to miss 10 games. But it, weirdly this roster is populated by a lot of guys who just don't miss like a ton of time. They don't have those weird strange like they'll have the nagging injury, sure. Except for I'm, AD. Yeah, it's like I kind of I want to uh, placehold LeBron and AD both for missing 10, whether it's load management or health or whatever. Exactly. The others, it's you're really just betting on one, which the age tells you bet make that bet. But I think this roster versus last year's roster, going into the season, which were you more impressed with? I, I'm definitely picking this season over last season. What about you? I, I like this. I like this roster. I think they're old. I think they're very prone to injuries it's yeah. because they're old. 
And can they all gel? There's only one ball. We don't need to do that joke. But can they all gel? I think actually they can because they're going to all need each other. It's kind of like the Bubbles Laker, Lakers, in my opinion. Yeah. And then you switch out Rondo for Carmelo. I, I don't think that Rondo and Westbrook uh, comparison is exactly the same. But but maybe. I mean, Rondo plays hard. Westbrook plays hard. But just from a, a basketball IQ perspective, I think that um, you know, Rondo is now Carmelo in a leadership perspective. Yeah, I think uh, Russ is going to be like the third child in any family who you've got man-to-man coverage and then the third child comes along. And it's like, well, someone's yep. got to pick up the slack and he's going to keep them alive during the regular season. And the and weirdly in the playoffs, I think everything fits well except for Russ. I don't know how they're going to navigate that. But yep. I'm with you. I, I feel much better. But it gives them energy. Scene. Yeah, and I think he's going to be the one who drives the bus and has like got the attitude and is picking fights with people. And I think this team kind of needs something like that. I think Monk is a good uh, three point shooter. I feel like sneakily they're going to be a better three point shooting team. Let's go ahead. We'll we'll kind of pivot to um, obviously we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what the Bulls and the Heat did. Speaking of uh, this Lakers roster, the Bulls roster is now populated with uh, not one but I think two former Lakers, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Um, is it weird that I was a little sad that Alex Caruso left? I just kind of like seeing him in L.A. But why? Why was it L.A.? I think we just liked seeing him and his energy, and I think that it's going to be great on this Bulls team. It's it it's like seeing Danny DeVito on the uh, like have a star on like the sidewalk or whatever. You're like, yeah, you're, we're just I want leading men, and then here you are like a potato with hair, you know. And that's like Alex Caruso and the glitz and glamour of it was almost like Kurt Rambis in the Showtime Lakers. We're like, this is Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and Kurt Rambis. What are you talking about? It was kind of like a fun. It was like, what if a minion played basketball on a professional team? It was a fun visual effect, I think. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm loving I'm loving what the Bulls did, especially in this type of NBA that's going on the last couple of years. Yeah. Go small, go fast, go shooting, you know, just athletes, and that's what Crusoe is. And then you got Lonzo, Crusoe off the bench. I, I think that this is – and then is Levine going to even take that next step coming off of uh, USA Basketball uh, like so many young players have done in the past? Uh, you know, they got Vucevic. I, I just, Kobe White off the bench. This is just going to be a very fun team to watch. I feel like, I don't know if they meant to do this, but they've built a really smart team around uh, Levine, you know? Yep. And I like how everybody compliment, compliments each other. I will say, I take issue with DeMar DeRozan. I don't like his game. It's the classic old man, long twos. But the bigger issue I have is that he, his first and last name starts capital letter, small letter, capital letter. It always makes me think his name is being sarcastic. And oh, tell just, me about that, McCoy. I don't, you know, like the SpongeBob font, you know? And like when you read it, you're like, oh, this is sarcastic. Someone's being sarcastic. Is this from a guy that has this in his name? I don't have it in my first name. I have it in my last name. I get to it, go, but you have one. I've got none. And then you're going to take a shot. You're going to take shots at a guy that has two? It's too much. It's too much, Jason. You can't double up on that. You can have one. Too much. Two is excessive. And DeMar DeRozan, you're excessive. But you know what? If you're talking about some of these outside shooters and then some of these attackers, of which Levine is now somehow both and defense, um, I, I think somebody playing that middle ground is going to be awesome for them. I really think they have a couple of different ways that they could go and mix this up on the court and and, and be pretty fun to watch. You, you see how thick the Nets team is, especially on the bench as well. It's like that's, that's how you have to kind of create this. It's two, a bunch of two threes and fours. What do you mean thick? What does that mean? I was just being creative to use deep. 
Like it's I, a deep I, bench. I, I, it's a I've just never bench. heard of a, a bench called thick, and I, I just I want to know more. Like, what do you mean? Well, they're thin. You know, they're thin on the bench, right? Oh, okay. So it's the so opposite like, of thin. Gotcha. It's right there for you. Well, I would say fat is opposite of thin, but you said you made a. I mean, I'm sorry. We're just. I think the white the lotus kind of shook thin. everybody, and and <laughs> so when you're using know, words that are adjacent, you ask. I just have to follow up on that. I'm just doing my job as a journalist here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, something else. Uh, we we need to do our job as. Journalists. Are you a journalist? Podcast is 100 percent journalist. 100. I, lo- I love that. Yeah, I'm on a. I mean, are you not in the Slack with the New York Times people? I'll get you. I'll get you added. Like we're you right. Can there get me together. in there. Yeah, NPR, New York Times. Can you just give me behind their paywall? WAPO. Uh, we got the WAPO in there. They're doing stuff. Um, speaking of people who are doing something, uh, Miami Heat, they did stuff um, in free agency. And this spicy take. I think Chicago, I think I they're getting adulation, but I think I really like what they did more than uh, the adulation ratio is way bigger for Miami than Chicago. But I think Chicago, the net effect will be better than what Miami has done. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree. Who would you rather have? DeMar DeRozan, don't worry about how his name is spelled, okay. or Kyle Lowry next season? Not, I like Kyle, Kyle Lowry. I appreciate what he's done. I think he's on the downside. And I think, I think they have too many, like, this is going to be a bad example because I love Jesse Plemons, but what if Jungle Cruise was just populated? What if they did like a Eddie Murphy um, movie with Jesse Plemons and he was all the characters? It would be too much Jesse Plemons. What makes Jesse Plemons wonderful? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I Are we saying the nutty professor with Jesse Plemons? And I, you're I, saying you're and you're saying you're out? No, the nutty professor with Jesse Plemons, I would watch it. The Jungle Cruise, where Jesse Plemons is Emily Blunt's character and the Rock's character and the German Prince and Paul Giamatti's character. Okay, so that's that's the that's jungle too professor. Much. That's okay. That's the, that's the Nutty Cruise. Hey, sharks! We have a movie idea: <laughs> The Jungle Professors, all starring Jesse Plemons. <laughs> Where do you want to send your money? <laughs> we will go get it. I like all that. I think they're all like just gritty gym rats. We're gonna fight you, and sometimes you just need a guy. You need the alpha, and they're uh, they're like a lot of beta plus. But there's no like true alpha. Even though Jimmy Butler wants to tell us he's an alpha, you got to hit a three pointer, my man. You can't be an alpha until you hit a three pointer consistently. So I don't know. I'm a little out on what they did, and they added PJ Tucker, which I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm not out on what they did. I don't think there was a lot of other moves to be done for yeah. them. I mean, were, were they going to get Lonzo instead of Kyle Lowry? I mean, it's just like it's going to be a little bit of plug and play. Like if they didn't get Lowry, who was the sexy move they were going to make? And on the thick and thin, that's a thin path to go down to try yeah. to figure out who they were going to get instead. Do you like what yeah, I, I wish there? it was a thick path, but it's a thin <laughs> path. You're right. <laughs> Do you like saying it? Because I'll support you. I'm just, I just want to no, know. No, DBD. Um, I just feel like this is back this, to that episode. We we tried, but it's not. It doesn't work. It's it there. Does not, it just, it's it, not I think there. It just needs football season, I think, is what it is. Nope, it does I not. Like it is dead. This locker room is going to be so spicy, and you've got Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry, Victor Oladipo, Tyler Hero. Like they're just going to be really like angry. All that said, did anything they do? Did you think, oh, they've actually ascended over Milwaukee or Brooklyn uh, in the in the East? No, Brooklyn no. Asc- ascended further. Yeah, I think this is Milwaukee, really just Milwaukee leveled out. Uh, stayed the same. Yeah, right? pretty much. N- didn't get thicker, didn't get thinner, you know, okay. as kids say. It's and not then working. It's not working. <laughs> Brooklyn got thicker, is my point. 
I hate it so much that I love it now. So I will start <laughs> saying that too. I, I think Miami, this is just a move to be like, if Giannis dies and like Katie, Kyrie or James Harden dies, we're going to win the East. Otherwise we'll just be like a uh, semifinals or something. Um, okay. So let's move on to our second over under. And this is a departure from sports a little bit because it is uh, August, which if the listeners don't know, um, this is your birthday month. Uh, it's not just your birthday month. Okay. So don't get a big head about it. Don't get a thick head about it. Um, it is, um, it's, uh, that worked for the record. <laughs> my wife's, uh, my beloved wife, her birthday is coming up. My mom's birthday is in this month. My mother-in-law's birthday is in this month. Do you know anybody else with August birthdays? Uh, my niece, my your other niece? niece. Okay. My wedding Big anniversary. My wedding, my 10 year wedding anniversary this month. You need to do something nice for that wife of yours. That's what you need to do. Well, I will, I'll just go ahead and tell you, she went ahead and did nice things for herself and then told me, <laughs> thank you for the gift that I did for myself. Was, it, was this for anniversary or for birthday? Look, that's honestly, that is just like credit to her. That's an extra Because she level. told you both and then it's going to turn out. That well, honestly, if we're going to do it, let's talk about it. She didn't tell me. I checked the bank account. I was like, hey, uh, what happened here? And she said, thank you for your birthday present to me, which if you're listening and you're married, that's a great move is to buy your own gift because then yes. the expectation is still there that I, I'm still getting her something. So you she really to. double dips. So great job. Correct. It's just a great job. She just outdid me. So what I want to talk about was August is a birthday month. Um, so in the context of one through 12 birthdays uh, months, where does it rank? In terms of a birthday month, I've set the over under at four and a half. Um, do you have it as over four and a half or under four and a half? All right. So to clarify, if it's over four and a half, that means that it's worse. Under would be top four birthday correct. months, correct? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to go under. But let me clarify real quick. Is this really just a ploy to talk about how you have the worst birthday month? Is, th- is that what we're doing for my birthday? I've already done that. It's established. I just think we don't talk enough about this is a universal topic. And I feel like people really identify with it. And I think we're maybe the bravest podcast in the world to talk to really dive into this. Because I think I was reading that the other day on WAPO, by the way, that we were the bravest podcast in the game. Yes. I did, too. I think we read the same thing. Um, so I you've gone under. And you are incorrect because August Whoa. is over, and I'm gonna. I've broken it into five tiers, and I will tell you, uh, you didn't get the handout, but it's clearly um, the first tier are June and July birthdays. Those are the best birthdays. Okay? August is right there. There's more going on in June and July than there is in August. What's the problem with August, especially when back you're a kid school. or your parent of kid? Yeah, back, back to, to school, school. ruins yeah. everything. So your window is very short. So I'm looking for a, a robust month with a lot of opportunity for goodness. Okay? I get that. So, all right. So tier one is just June and July. Just June and July. Second one okay. is September and April. Okay. It's during school, but there's not a lot of stuff happening in those months. So there's space enough to be like, if you're in there, you've got a good chance of having a good birthday in there. Uh, I don't know about that. Tax day is the only problem with April, and you're not in the spring breakness of March, so it's a great time. Nobody can be out of town. It's a great, it's a great little like, speed bump. It's yeah, like the they got to be at your birthday. The reverse purge. Um, so the third tier, March and October, similar reasons, but just a little less good than September and April. March, it's a little cool. In October, it's getting cooler, you know, so the weather might be a situation. October, there's more, you know, football going on. March, um, there's spring break. There's stuff going on. Um, so there's still October, good. there's fall break. Yeah, but see, like, you're on a, you're missing people because you're on family trips, right? People on family trips, hey, can't come to your birthday. I know you got a sick bounce house, but I won't be able to be there because we are going to uh, 30A. Uh, for this week, so I'm sorry. Like I won't be at your birthday party. And 38 again is overrated. Uh, the second what is class 30A? Tier, 30A. Oh, you don't know about 38. 38 is. Imagine if um, there was 
a long highway along the Gulf Coast, which is also the most overrated beach in America. And then in one little section, we put a bunch of like cool food trucks and restaurants, but you could never find parking and everything um, was sold out or super crowded and you can get into it. Do, That's do they have idea. Qdobas? They don't even have a Quiznos. That tells you how dire it is, you know? So it's like, what are you even doing, <laughs> you know? Do you remember how we used to do those Quiznos sub Yeah, that was bait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my defining moment of your brother is uh, him <laughs> doing the Pepper Bar commercial with those little creatures. <laughs> That stays in the podcast. They by the are way. good to us. <laughs> they got a pepper bar. I love it. <laughs> my favorite commercial ever. Um, the last year, I'm saying last year, August, November, May. August because of back to school. November because of Thanksgiving. Um, May because of there's every end of year school event is in May, and you, there's no room to do anything in May. Uh, last one, obvious, January, December, February. Those are the worst worst months to have a birthday in. No, December is the is the worst in a tier by itself. That that needs to get corrected. Oh, uh, okay. That's a good note. January, February. Yeah, I and mean that's that's bait that I just took that you set up. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. But it the, it is the truth. My sister has a birthday in December, and it's yeah. terrible. Um, okay, last over under. Uh, this is uh, close to home for you, but it is topical news. Um, we want to talk about games started by Colts quarterbacks currently on the roster. Um, I've set that number at eight and a half, and obviously this is because of the news that Carson Wentz. I don't know, stepped on a Lego and like broke his foot or something and could have gotten the surgery earlier, but he didn't get the surgery earlier. So it's. But did get the surgery now, I'm, I'm reading. What, what's the latest on how long does that put him out for now? Five to 12 after? weeks. Okay, oh, that I, was going to be without the surgery? Oh, well, yeah, I don't point. see. I don't know. I just, I was really spun out because of the five to 12 weeks. That's a weird range you don't normally get. And I didn't know yeah. if the. the it's a thick range. That. that really just tells me. Uh, Carson Wentz isn't going to play quarterback much for the Colts, you know, Correct. and it sucks for the Eagles who are going to get a first round pick because of all the times he was going to, all the snaps he's going to take a quarterback. So, um, really what this conversation is about is do, are you ready for the Jacob Eason era or do you, hold on, do you, do you smell that? <laughs> smells like Phil Rivers. Smells like the sweet, sweet no, song of Phil Rivers. put an Ellinger. No, Ellinger? You want Sam Ellinger? Yes, let's, town? See what, let's see what the kids got. Let me Texas can I just, gunslinger. Put him in. I want you. I'm going to say a name. I just want. I want uh, you to close your eyes. Okay. I want you to just swish this name around in your mouth like you're at the Catalina wine mixer. Gentleman Jimmy G. How do you feel about that? Okay. This is very weird. Why do you See, come I, up with Jimmy G? That literally uh, was a name that I was thinking about because with the full stuff, if if the Colts freaking trade for uh, Carson Wentz and then trade for Nick Foles. Really what I'm basing it on is I really love reading the training camp tweets and like rundowns that people leave. And we'll talk about one uh, particular one I saw when we get to better in theory with Andre. But the one that really grabbed my attention was the Trey Lance love. Like people are falling all over themselves to talk about Trey Lance. And I think you get to a situation where, okay, let's roll with Trey Lance. And then you're like, we can maybe get a first round pick out of the Colts or something for Jimmy G. And I think the Colts, man, but it's like, I don't know if the Colts look at this as like, okay, we already lost Quentin Nelson four or five to 12 weeks. Yeah. Or that's the, that is a big, that's a bigger loss than Carson Wentz. Big time. And, and like, you want to talk about smells like a year from hell already for the Colts. Like yep. I know, I think I talked in the last episode or a couple episodes ago about shorting the Titans. Forget that. Like, I'm yep. maxing out the Titans because now Correct. the AFC South sucks and the Colts don't have a quarterback. So I'm going to take, man, I'm going to take the um, under because I don't, it's, think, I don't trust Jacob. You think Jacob a hired Eason. gun is coming in? 
I do. I think the Colts are like, we were in the playoffs and feasibly we could have won in the first round. So I don't want to go with Jacob Eason. Okay, so since you're over Jacob Eason, you don't want that era. If you if you were faced with it, here's what you're looking at. Okay. Uh played at Georgia. Um, committed to Mark Richt originally, but stayed at UGA uh, when Kirby Smart took over. Um, he eventually was forced to transfer because of the emergence of Captain Groundballs, a.k.a. Jake <laughs> Fromm. Um, and then he fell in the draft, I think to the fourth round, because of what ESPN's Chris Mortensen said was teams found that he had work ethic issues and problems with accountability. So I, who knows? Maybe that was like a rumor or maybe like Chris Bauer fixed him or Frank Reich is cool with him. I don't know. He can throw the ball through the wall, but I don't know. I don't like stuff like that. That stuff when, when not just a team, but teams uh, plural are like, yeah, he doesn't like to work hard as an NFL quarterback. I think of Ryan Mallett and I don't think of like Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you were hearing. Uh, I I totally agree and understand what you're saying. But you were hearing stuff about Mallet from the beginning. You've not heard a peep about Eason once he got to the NFL. Oh, can I be honest with you? I never heard a word about Ryan Mallet. I just looked at him and I was like, "That's a guy who likes to uh, eat Cheetos, listen to Papa Roach." And oh, play dude, F-Zero. when he was on the Patriots, they'd show him on the sideline, and he was just like staring, all, you know, away from the field. And it's like, "Oh, is he checking out a girl?" No, he he just lost. He just lost his freaking mind sometimes. They would show him on the sidelines. Over under one and a half fist fights he's gotten in because of guitar hero rivalries <laughs> or beefs. It's over, obviously. And now we want to welcome in our good friend, Andre Three Stacks. Uh, we're going to talk better in theory, but we're going to talk about AFC. It's our last division, uh, NFL division over unders. Uh, so we're going to do AFC North. Before we're doing that, Andre, how are we doing, man? Gentlemen, I am pumped. One month from today, September the 4th. I'll be live from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Man, it's it's go time. It's coming. I do. Before we talk AFC North, I just I want to paint a picture for the listeners. So as we're talking, uh, Andre, you are you're sporting a University of Georgia black visor. It looks really good. That's you're great. also uh, clean. sporting a. It looks like a t-shirt hoodie with the Georgia emblem on the chest. Now also I want to. The listeners are probably wondering: Is this something like if you need to go to Publix to pick up some stuff, you go double double? You go Georgia Georgia, or is this like I'm celebrating talking about sports right now? It's definitely celebrating talking about sports. It's, uh, I do wear this hoodie often. Uh, yeah. Both are team issued a fish from the Man. Uh, athletic department, from the equipment staff. Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, like a heartbeat away from Kirby Smart himself. Yeah. He might that, can't be, that can't be any clearer. If he's going to Publix, that's exactly the outfit he's wearing. <laughs> I love it. I love any when I see someone with like three pieces of team uh, memorabilia or like uh, like equipment on. I'm like, I know what that guy's about. I know exactly what that guy's about. So, um, okay, let's do. Uh, so we're gonna go better in theory. AFC North over unders. We're gonna start with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the Cleveland Browns. I don't know how you guys feel about Baker Mayfield. But you I know, I so like I I always go into this and I th- I want to make a pros cons list, but I first go in with my gut. And I'm like, nine and a half, my gut says over, okay? And I think the bad is that the Browns, I saw the Browns finish last season with negative 11-point differential, which was the only team in the NFL to do that uh, and make the playoffs. Um, and I saw they went 7-2 in one-score games. Um, and a lot of those one-score games were the Bengals twice, the Jags, the Texans, uh, and the Steelers backups. So I don't like that, but I do like the Browns are expected to face the third easiest schedule. Um, they have eight new defensive starters, which was their weakness, um, and their entire offensive line is back. So I feel really good 
about the Browns, but when I say that out loud, I'm like, that's a stupid thing you just said. Andre, when you hear that, what are you thinking about it? I am here for the Browns this year. Uh, at nine and a half, I am taking the over. They have a big week one matchup against the Chiefs, uh, but I really like what they're doing on on the offensive side. And like you said, they return off all the offensive line. They also return all 11 offensive starters from last year. Mm, that's um, good. And I think they've added a couple of nice pieces. Um, I, you know, I like Miles Garrett. I think they've added with Clowney, uh, you know, can get some contribution out of him. Yep. And not only do I think the over – Nine and a half. I'm thinking 12 or 13 wins, and they win the AFC North. Ooh, I, I'm i on board with that. I like that 100%. Jason, do you like that? Yeah, now that I'm hearing more information uh, that, that Andre's bringing to the table, I, I don't know how I felt about specific players on the Browns, but let me ask you all, take take what Andre just said, and then let me, let me ask you two questions about the Browns. Uh-huh. Did they finish better than they started last year? Yeah, I think so. I think Baker okay. did. Did they get better in the offseason? I think so. Yes. They had a lot of defense. Odell Beckham Jr. will be back. How many games did they win last year? 11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me the over. And Seven I think days a week. Kevin Stefanski, I do think he's a good coach, and I do like that You know, it's not a COVID thing where he's doing Zoom calls to install his offense, and also he's not coaching the playoffs in a press box because of COVID exposure. I think that's all good things. But it's <laughs> is it weird that I'm like, but it's the Browns, right? Remember, it's the Browns, you know? When you're looking at the schedule, I think, I didn't realize they opened with the Chiefs. That's a tough, that's a tough hang. But then yep. from the Chiefs, you go Texans, Bears, Vikings, Chargers, Cards, Broncos, Steelers. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it might be a little tighter than we think, but I do like the continuity. I mean, fundamentally, Andre, are you a Baker guy? You're like, yeah, he could win a championship. That's a lot of trust to put into him. I think he has to sort of go out and prove that he can be that guy. Yeah. But I think with the the running backs, I think he's got playmakers around him that can make him a better quarterback than maybe he really is. Um, so. And I think he's gotten more likable each year he's been in the NFL. I think he is maturing. I think he is growing on and off the, the field. His commercials are great. Everyone knows that. We've always said that. But with this division, last year having the Pittsburgh Steelers as the well, – well, I'll save some of that, but very fraudulent 12-4, and four, Ravens at 11-5, and five, and Browns at 11-5, and five, mm-hmm. you, you pick a winner in this division, there's no chance – that the, the the records of the top three teams in this division is 12, 11, 11, or anything of the sort this year. That is way too fluky. And I'm going to put my money on the Browns. This is a lock for me. My only, my only feelings were really about Baker. Um, I think this team is better. I think they finished strong last year. I think they played well together and I think they're going to be better this year. I, I don't disagree with you. I think, I don't think Baker is a guy who will win you a championship, but I do think uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, might single-handedly win you a championship. And in that respect, you can just kind of be a system quarterback. I think their defense will be better enough to hold that down. Um, so I don't know that I'm as enthusiastic as you guys, but I do – it feels like an obvious over. Is Baker the best – and this is a little bit hyperbolic and is meant to inflate a little bit, but I agree with you that he's he's got a real game manager vibe to him. Yeah. But I think he might be the best game manager in the NFL ever. No, he – okay, you know how Brad Pitt is – looks like a – Brad Pitt looks like a leading man, but he's a character actor. Exactly. Uh, Baker Mayfield acts like a leading quarterback, but he's a game manager. He like is the Brad Pitt of the NFL. 
No, it's inverse. It's reverse. It's like bizarro. It's like the upside down Brad Pitt. You know, he looks and he acts like, and he has the swagger of a of a Tom Brady, but he doesn't play like a Tom Brady. He plays like a Trent Dilfer, right? Yes, I know that hurts, but that's true. Um, okay, let's talk about the Bengals. Uh, they're number six and a half. I look. I don't like. I don't like anything. I don't like anything about the Bengals. They were like, we know what? We have this super cool quarterback who's really good. Um, what if? We just like don't protect him ever and like do anything. So that's that's my big problem. They didn't improve their offensive line. Um, they have the fifth toughest schedule of opponents this season. I don't know that Zach Taylor is a good head coach, and they're not good in pass defense. And their only good coverage quarterback, William Jackson, uh, they're placing with Trey Waynes, who uh, missed last year due to injury, but the year before he was the seventieth, like seven zero best uh, coverage corner. Uh, in the NFL, I don't like anything about this. Six and a half is a low number, but I'm taking the the under. Andre, where are you at on it? I am in almost complete agreement. I am taking the under. The Bengals will get what they expect, a completely healthy Joe Burrow back this year. But like you said, we saw last year that they could not protect him, and I don't expect them to be able to protect him again this year. Um, you know, I do think that they have some nice wide receiver weapons with T. Higgins, with Jamar Chase, um, but they're just not good on defense as well. I sort of have four, five, six mm. wins for this team, which is is under, and I'm I'm pretty optim. You know, I'm pretty. I think that's it. That's look. Their receivers are great. I just if the Super Bowl didn't tell us anything, or if the Super Bowl taught us anything, it's that you can have great receivers, but if you don't have time, it doesn't matter. And you're the Bengals now, and not Pat Mahomes. I don't like it, Jason. Uh, do you like the Bengals right now? No, uh, four, eleven, and one last year. Uh, give them three more wins this year. Why? How? Did they finish strong? Did they get better? W- w- they good. Another good re- receiver, absolutely, uh, in the first round. But uh, I'm absolutely on the under. I think that's a safe pick, especially with six and a half. Uh, they win six games. They feel a little bit better. I will say, I think they take the Steelers. I think them and the Steelers start to flip flop over the next several years. Hmm. I'm not saying Zach Taylor is Bill Belichick. I don't think he's as bad as people think, but I don't think he's as good as they're hoping. All right, so Zach Taylor, you're saying he might not be that bad. He could be good. We don't know. Let me ask you this. Since 2019, uh, on a 16-game sample, um, how many games has he won in one-score games, do you think? Uh, It's not going to be many more than four. Okay, okay. I'll take under four? four. Under four? Would you go under three? Three is probably pretty good. It's under three. It's two. Two wins in one-score games since 2019. It's not great. It's not what I want. Yeah, but Listen. how many losses did they have in one-score games? Because they, they they were very – yeah, that, they were very scrappy last year. I mean, even after Burrow went down, they were very – they, they were um, – maybe uh, maybe I should not pivot completely on that. I don't know the spreads on uh, after <laughs> Burrow went down. But while Burrow was there, they were a very scrappy team, and they were in several different games – in, in, in a hard-nosed division. So, then, uh, I mean, I think that some of that's from coaching is, is what I'm getting at. I think you rarely see a team get just dump-trucked and then they turn around. It's kind of like the Sixers. You just learn to lose or you learn to win. I think you're right, though. It is about Joe Burrow. And I will say, I'm. this is my lock of the year, the Bengals under. And I'm what? basing that Yeah, it is. Them not winning more than uh, not winning seven games i will guarantee that i read some training camp a b camp uh, b reporter for the training camp uh here's what here's 
his report on what he saw today. He said, Joe Burrow, it's just not good right now. I'm, I apologize. I don't know who wrote this. Uh, throws that felt like layups last year are dropping harmlessly away from receivers or broken up by multiple defenders. There might be a multitude of reasons for that struggles, but this has been ugly. At one point, pressure pushed in his face, and Burrow lifted his leg into the air almost to avoid accident with the close pocket. That's not good. So, yeah, and he's I, super worried about that knee. I think people forget that um, – because he went he went 5 of 12 with one completion longer than 10 yards against a rush that is that was told not to touch him. I think people forget when you tear your ACL, like, that's tough. It takes a year to get over that. So, I think Zach Taylor sucks. Joe Burrow is going to be in spin mode. So, we're all big under? Yeah, big under. It's hard enough to be a quarterback in the NFL to think about, you know, your leg. You're going to keep anytime anybody gets around you. If that's one more thing you have to think about, that's just. Oh yeah, Brady's yeah, been good. okay. Come he on, he doesn't have to think about it. No, but that first year back, he was not good. He was not very good uh, because he tore that ACL. It's tough. It's a it's a mental grind. And I, I just don't. And plus, it's not like they were like, hey, you know what we should do? We should like really buoy this offensive line to protect him. They got worse. They got worse. It's going to be really bad. So um, I think we're all under. Um, let's go to Ravens. Um, so Ravens, their number is eleven. Um, I man, the thing is, it's like I want to take the under on the Ravens, but I did see John Harbaugh's coach thirteen seasons, which I didn't realize. Um, and uh, ten of those, I'm sorry, in eight of those thirteen seasons, he's won ten games. Lamar Jackson. Even though I don't think he's a championship-winning quarterback, he's thirty and seven as a starter. I don't know that I think they're going to like go far in the playoffs. But if you're asking me, will they win twelve games? Ah, man, it's, it's a, a good tough number. Line. It's, it's a, a yeah. really good number. Yeah. I I think I will take the under, but I will very cautiously take it. Andre, where are you at on it? Yeah, I have eleven is the perfect number. I think they go eleven and six. If you're going to force me to pick a side, I'll probably lean over just because you know previous history kind of tells you that they've they've always been pretty good and i think that we all know how good lamar can be does the league sort of start to figure him out um i think i saw where they ran the ball 58 percent of the time as an offense Hmm. um you know how soon does do the defenses really catch on and you know does jk dobbins kind of take that next step at running back and, and you know we add, they added the some buzz pieces. has been really good about him. Yeah, uh, and I think in, he he yeah. could be really good. Um, and they've added some pieces, some young pieces at wide receiver, and kind of who can step up um, at wide receiver. And then it, they've got a tough schedule. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that kind of point you to maybe taking the under. Like again, eleven six, I think is square on it. To pick a side, I will take a very slight over at twelve and five. Yeah, they, I saw they faced top five easiest schedule last season and it's top 10 most difficult this season. So I just, uh, Jason, when you look at the Ravens, are you a Lamar Jackson, I can see him winning a Super Bowl or getting to a Super Bowl or you think that's just not going to happen? I am. I, I really do really? think that it can happen. I, don't, I think it's going to take uh, more creativity around him than what is currently going on. Put him on the Browns for an example, right? Like uh, game manager plus, yeah. right? And the plus is his legs in this case. I don't think that that's mean to say. I think that that's very obvious that his legs are his best asset at this point. Um, but also, I think that if you put him with somebody that, uh, from a coaching perspective, especially on the offensive side, somebody that could scheme some quick plays, some stuff that they were. You know they've done with even Mahomes and and, and Brady over the years. Um, you think about some of the plays that Cam 
has has done as well. I'm taking the under. First of all, I'm very proud of both of you. So yeah. far, you all have been very clear on your over or your under on some Thank tough lines. Thank you for that backhanded compliment. I, I will take that. As, I appreciate this one was that. pretty tough. Yeah. I used my forehand on that compliment, and I, yeah. I, I just want you to know that. But you've both been very clear, and we have Be not. Be honest. To, were you thinking about using a thick reference again? Or were you like, <laughs> oh, man, is it time? I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes this segment gets a little bit thick because I'm having to draw it, it out of you. Got it. Uh, I'm going with the under. Yeah, they won 11 games last year. Why are they going to win? Why, why are they going to win 12 this year? Yes, there's an additional game. Are, are they better? Why? I think the Browns, uh, they have a, as you all said, they have a much harder schedule. Mm-hmm. I think that they're definitely going to be, I, I think they can be 10 wins. And that's, that's really where I see them. Like Andre was saying, maybe they get to 11, but I'm on the other side of where Andre was balancing on that fence and landing on 12. I do not see this team going 12 and five. Yeah, you know, I saw two really interesting stats. One was um, they recovered 75% of their own fumbles, which was the highest rate in the NFL, and they allowed the lowest opponent field goal percentage in the NFL. That's not really anything they're doing. It's just like what they experienced. I think you tweak those a little bit. Sometimes that record drops a little bit. I look at the Ravens and I look at John Harbaugh as very good on fundamentals, not yes. very good on innovation, like what you're saying, Jason. Like they're not going to reinvent the wheel. They're not going to do like out of the box stuff like Andy Reid with Pat Mahomes. Um, and I think honestly, really, what I believe is this is a year where Lamar Jackson gets injured, and I think that's because like when you're when you're uh, so heavy on the rush like that, and you're so focused on his athleticism, that just doesn't scale and play out well. And do you know who the backup quarterback is in Baltimore right now for Kyle Lamar Bowler? Uh, they wish because it's one Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley would be taken over. Oh yeah, <laughs> do you want to see that? A, he, he he played a bit last year. Yeah, it's just it's not great. I I don't think. Um, but again, they have a good infrastructure. So I think weirdly they would be they would ease more easily um, deal with a Trace McSorley quarterback. But I don't. I don't, I don't know, know. Twelve. I don't know how confident do you feel do you feel about that. I don't know about that, but no, I don't I, think he's going to get injured. I think he's going to take a step back, and I think I think two years from now they're going to have to do something very. They're going to have to go get a big name offensive coordinator, or they're going to have to blow this team up. It's just not going to work with with John Harbaugh exactly like why you're saying fundamentals are all there, but they can't just do. Hey, you know what? Let's do quick slants. No, you need to go get some speed guys on the edge, like Mahomes, like they've done around Mahomes, and Mahomes can freaking wing it anywhere he wants, right? See, I and think Lamar can't. I think he's smart. I know mirrors. that's, but that's why they need to get those other players around him, like yeah. the, what they've done with Mahomes. That's why the Chiefs are freaking incredible. But it's, he's almost like the anti Jimmy Butler. He's like, I'm just gonna do everything. I don't like. I do everything, but I don't hit threes. Lamar's yeah. like, I do everything, but I don't make like long passes, like Andre saying. Um, when the that's book like is the exa- out. not the anti Jimmy Butler. That's like Jim, that's like Jimmy Butler of the NFL. No, okay, so maybe he is Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah. like I think Andre's right. The, when the book is out, the book is out, and yeah. there's just it gets diminishing returns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna feel good about the under, but I wouldn't bet that if I had to. But I do like the under. Um, so Andre, you're over. Jason, you're under. That's correct. And Very Andre, sad. are you sure? Do you want to? Do you want to switch? You've got this, no. I'm you've go, got I'm this, this. You're you're telling the listeners this team's gonna win 12 games. I'm going to keep the over. So Lamar Jackson has started 37 games as a start in the NFL. The Ravens have only lost two games that he started by more than six points. So they stay close, right? They stay, just they're like, always in every like game. Bengals. And I think for a team that's good on fundamentals, when you stay close, see the Bengals are not good on fundamentals. 
But yeah, when you're well coached, you execute well, um, and you're in you're in close games, that gives you a good shot. I think that potion runs out. I think that potion ran out last year. I mean, he has MVP what two years ago, and yeah. he played incredible. And yeah. then they used some of that same potion last year. You can't do that same potion in the NFL three years in a row like that. You can't. You have to be moving. Now, you're not wrong, but I think this leads directly into our next team. I think a lot of this is about, do you think the Steelers regress massively, or do you think they're still the Steelers? So um, I don't know how that influences how you perceive the Ravens, but we'll go ahead and talk about the Steelers. Their number is set, honestly, guys, to me, at an inexplicable 8.5. I I don't see it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he's 39. He moves like an 89-year-old. Um, I don't think he was good the last three years. Um, they, the Steelers, the, the Vogue stat now is that we all acknowledge they had maybe, I think they had the second easiest schedule in the NFL. This year they're expected to face the second toughest. That's a problem. Their offensive line still sucks. Um, I know that the Steelers are kind of anti-Browns in that respect of like, it's the Steelers. They're going to win more than eight and a half. Um, so it, it feels weird to go against them. But I just I don't see eight and a half. I don't see nine wins. Andre, where are you at on it? I'm under. for the audio. Andre I, and I are just are just chomping at the bit to just hammer <laughs> this under. <laughs> yeah, we are very much uh, in agreement here because I am under, probably well under. You know, this team will go as old man Roethlisberger goes. He yeah, said he's 39. He'll be 40 this season. I just you know I don't see him. He does. He lacks the velocity on the fastball. You know, can he stay healthy? That's, that's very nice of you to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and like you said, uh, Knox, you know, the, the offensive line isn't good. The defense has got some pieces, but as a whole, it's okay. The secondary is kind of the weakest uh, link uh, for the Steelers. I do like Najee Harris. I think he can be a yeah. good and serviceable running Agreed. back in the NFL. They have some, um, you know, some good wide receivers. I just, I don't trust the offensive line. I don't trust Roethlisberger. I don't think he stays healthy. And, you know, again, with the, with the toughest schedule, I, I'm a, like a six or seven wins for them this year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Jason, where are you at? Uh, it, the most fraudulent, and, and this is not an original thought at all, but the most fraudulent 10 and O team of all time last year, right? Have you ever been less confident in a team that was 10 and O ever in the existence no. of us watching the NFL or or college, like ten and zero was inexplicable for that team. They way 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 overachieved, and then they just pooped the bed. They had a blowout in their newly changed diaper, and it was bad. This is not a good team. Big dad energy on these references. I'm loving them. <laughs> I'm loving them. Honestly, I do. Uh, this is just not a good team. An eight and a half, I just, I, I can't even fathom Eight and a half, is a, that's a winning record if you're taking the over. You think they're going to have a winning record? If the line was seven and a half, like this is my hammer lock of the year. This yeah, team is not winning nine games. Look, they, this, team so, is winning, this team is winning a max of seven games. And so that's what I was talking about earlier when you talk about the Browns and you talk about the Bengals. Um, I'm under on the Bengals. Uh, thank you to my brother. I'm under on the Ravens and I'm under on the Steelers. So thanks. I don't always take the over. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. Cause like offensive line wise, uh, positional unit rankings, they are last. They're dead last. And that's last after, um, losing Marquise Pouncey and Alejandro Villanueva. I guess he's like going to make more insurance commercials and having like a star studded career. So good for Easy. him. Easy. So I think, I think their defense, I think that could keep them in games. But nine games, there's and I, I like personally, I think Mike Tomlin is a good 
um, front runner coach. I think he's it, like a he's Doc a players Rivers. coach. Yeah, I think like when things are good, he's good. But it's if it's agree. like I got to dial stuff up and I got a scheme, that's not what he does. So I think this could go bad. Yep. Yeah, I'm hammering. I'm gonna kill that under. I'm gonna put a significant amount of money. Is on that, that so. your lock of the year or the Bengals under? Both can both be sure. The Bengals absolutely, and they're in Double the down. Steelers under. Like, let's go. Let's do that. Um, okay, so that's better in theory. Let's go ahead and move to cameo close to the pin. The uh, tension is higher. Um, there is so what we're gonna do? We're gonna go um, pencils, pens out. Um, because all I three did, of us, I did receive some DMs that were alleging some cheating uh, by all three of us. They what? Said, yeah, some people were like, clearly you guys are cheating. That's why you're getting so close to the pin, the literal pin. And I was no, like, I'll no, take no, your no. note. I, I know like, for a fact that Andre and I are not cheating. Wow, really throwing me under the bus there. Huh? <laughs> I haven't won like six in a row, but yeah, I'm the cheater in this situation. <laughs> so we're we're gonna go, we're gonna go pencil and paper or pen and paper, old school. We're gonna I don't know why we're doing three, but we're gonna do three <laughs> because we're feeling froggy. So we're gonna we're start getting excited for the season, folks. That's what's going on here. Brandy Chastain, the iconic member of we're, the we're women's doing national each team. one at a time, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we'll start with Brandy Chastain. We're gonna go Matthew Barry, the fantasy expert on ESPN. He was also in uh, um, an Avengers movie because he's like a security detail guy. Yep, which I didn't quite understand. And then we're gonna finish with Steve Spurrier. So I just love Steve Spurrier energy. All right, so Brandy Chastain. We are revealing. Jason says Brandon Chastain 75. Andre says 175. Can you see mine? I'm saying 150. Sorry, I don't have my on screen. You're good. You're good. Okay. So now I saw 150 written down. uh, Now we're going to do Matthew Berry uh, from ESPN. Let's talk it out. Matthew Berry is a, he's a suit. He's an icon. I'm not talking it out with you. You don't want to talk it out? You don't want to do like that? No, you want the, you want what's in my head. Wow. That's how elite I am at this. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, it sucks for you because I just nailed it completely right. I know it. I feel my I, heart. I, I hope, I'm ready. I hope, you, I hope you get a win. You haven't had one in a while. <laughs> All right. So Andre says 125. Jason says 100. 100. I have to, can you 225? see 225? 225. That's my guess. That's He's on ESPN. Pick. Yeah, I know. He's ESPN, I get you guys. His ego, not your ego. That's the weird thing. It's like at some point people have to be like, it's for charity. That's why it's so high when it's not. Uh, does charity. he do it for charity? How many people do I don't it for know. charity? We don't, don't know. know. But That's think, the chaos. That's yeah. the chaos of this. But it is fair because we were getting way more information. Knox had to guess, and then we got a lot of information. All right, last one, Steve Spurrier. Ooh. I might win all three. Wow. Is that your prediction? Yeah. All three. That I might. All right, I've got mine. Spurrier, 150 for Jason, 225 Uh for Uh Andre, 225 Uh for your boy as well. So Uh we'll both get a W if that's true. Um, Okay. Are we ready for the – Numbers are down. Let's um, do Brandy. Brandy. I was 75. I I was was, 175. She's way higher than 75. I was 150. Survey says 200. 200. So Andre takes that one. Um, Now we're going to do Mr. Barry. Um, uh, what did you say? Okay, 125, Andre. Jason, what did you say? 100. Um, I said 225. It is 200. So oh I take that gosh. one. Gosh. Um, Jason, Jason, are great. you going to win one? <laughs> so we went from 30 seconds ago. I might win them all. You are now 0 2. How are you feeling about Steve Sperger's, uh price guest? Do you feel good about it? Um, 
the big thing right now is what's the gap going to like, what's the correct number. And then if it's 200 and you all are at 225 and I'm at 150, that's going to suck. I'm thinking I should have gone with 175. You, th- so, you think you went a little light is what I'm hearing. Well, clearly based on these other two ding dangs, getting these high numbers. Here's the thing. I think you didn't grow up watching C. Sprayer talk just fire about other SEC coaches. That's not someone who uh, devalues himself. That's someone who feels like he's worth a lot of money, which is yeah, why. Like, what's, uh, he also had the South Carolina years, and what's he been up to now? He's cashing that check and playing golf courses. That's what he was doing. You I think mean, he, he was, was cashing that check and playing golf, golf courses while he was coaching, too. Well, he can cash our check because Andre and I were $4 off combined. <laughs> he was 229 Oh, two twenty nine. So we guessed two twenty five. So that's we both. That's Andre's split that first one. tie. Um. So that is, man. So I just, I just jumped up, guys. I got, one, I got two dubs oh, in there. Andre got one. two dubs. No, you didn't get a dub. You got a tie. No, I said, and I said before, I was like, we both get a win on that if we're if we do tie. No, that. That, that's not. I did. You can't, we don't just add rules in the middle of the game. Hey, Jason, uh, muffin really quick. So, listener, Jason is not taking this well. He is not loving this. Uh, it is it's it is the day before his birthday, and I feel like he's acting out a little bit, and that's okay. We're here to support him. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't even want to ask you questions because I feel like this will be a Richard Sherman uh, and Aaron Andrews moment after the uh, Niner Seahawks game where he screams at her. You know, so I feel like the emotions are just too high. Just, and it's just not to be very clear for the listener, uh, you give off way more Richard Sherman energy vibes than I do. I do not like. Do we know why he like got arrested and everything? I feel like that's a little insensitive, Jason. That's just an example <laughs> oh of what I'm gosh, talking about. No, you're not in a place to I'm be talking about that interview, an interview from right Annie Andrews. I know, but there's like ring doorbell video of him like banging on his in-laws' door and like crashing a car. He I might have been overserved. Probably you a little overserved. You didn't need to tell us the story that we know about. I enjoy this because you get really <laughs> mad. I don't care. <laughs> The truth is, I don't <laughs> care. All I honestly, all I really care about is beating Andre. Which, I don't, <laughs> Knox. I really don't even care what your record is. Which one are you more upset about? Was it Steve Spurrier? Was it Brian Chesting? Or was it Matthew? No, Berger? you all had the upper hand on Spurrier, and I went, I went higher. Uh, it was Matthew Barry. I should have, yeah. I should have calculated ego into that way more than I yeah. did, because yeah. he is, you know, that's part of his brand. Yeah. Well, you know, greatness takes work, so. Maybe, and maybe then who's somebody. paying Brandy Chastain those numbers is my question. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over and Achievers. Thanks for, so much for listening. Thanks for uh, the very kind reviews. We got a very specific review about Rick Clausen um, that we really appreciate. Uh, thank you for sending that. Um, as always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. <laughs>